0: Hey everyone, John and Andrew here.
1: Welcome to the podcast. On today's episode, creative opportunities. Being a lighthouse keeper. And fighting to be positive.
0: This is Obstacle Course.
1: Isolation edition. John, my friend, drastic times call for drastic measures and and what it looks like for the Obstacle Course podcast is for the first time in recorded history, you and I are not in the same room for a recording.
0: No, in fact, I'm in my teenage daughter's room, and uh, luckily she's at work, or she'd kill me.
1: <laughs> why did so, you? <laughs> why did you choose that location?
0: <laughs> well, because you know this is an episode about uh, self isolation, and I need to isolate myself from my family, so okay. I can I can have no outside distraction. And Lex's room is downstairs, and uh, I don't think she'll mind. And she doesn't listen to this podcast, anyways. And uh, <laughs> There's, there's a consequence, Lex, of you not listening to Dad's podcast, is <laughs> I end up going in your room when you're not in there.
1: Okay. <laughs> so we, uh, we're doing this as a bit of a, I mean, it's an obvious response to what's happening in, in the world right now. And, and we deemed it necessary to record and then release this episode in under 24 hours. We'll see how long the editing process takes which will be a direct result of how uh, coherent we are in the conversation. But um, yeah, we're going to just record this and release it and and put it out there. And and we set an intention before we got started, and, and we're hoping to provide what for our listeners, John?
0: Yeah, so essentially, folks, the reason for this kind of special episode is for us to deal with a couple things. First of all, we did kind of talk about the coronavirus about a month ago, On Andrew's episode when when he was talking about his amazing adventure and I would say looking back we weren't perhaps as careful or sensitive or even maybe wise as we should have been and we said some comments that were a bit flippant and and we didn't take the the virus as seriously as maybe we should have and yeah we we can let ourselves off the hook and say well nobody in the world did at that time and maybe that's true but the bottom line is, um, things have changed drastically in the last week, and, and we just felt like it's probably the right thing to do to put up our hand and say, "Okay, folks, like it, it is a serious thing." And then, I guess the second thing we wanted to do is, there's a lot of heaviness in the world right now. Uh, I know, you know, we both felt that heaviness, which we'll probably share. Yeah, um, and we wanted to provide some lightness so that this isn't really an episode just about the coronavirus. It's about a, it's an episode to kind of make you smile, make you feel a little bit lighter about what's, what's going on. And as as well, we'll try and provide some maybe some good tips on how to deal with life in isolation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the world has changed drastically in the last 10 days. So right now, as we're speaking, it's March 18th. It happens to be my brother's 40th birthday today. Also, really? another non-listener of the podcast. So <laughs> he won't hear this, but I'm wishing him a happy birthday. why
0: is our family not listening to our podcast i don't
1: i don't know (laughs) know. other members do i'll say that (laughs) cool (laughs) um but he's in isolation because he was on a trip to chicago for his birthday and then had to come home early and uh is now in in two weeks of isolation and um that's how he's spending his 40th birthday so when did
0: he get back because like the borders were just like closed like this morning weren't they
1: Yeah, I'm not aware if the U.S. border has officially closed, but um, he he was back in the in the time where everyone was saying, or or our prime minister was saying, it's time to come home. He he got home, I would say five days ago. Okay. Um, Yeah. But yeah, as you said, John, when we there's a couple of caveats that I just want to throw out there before we get started and before we kind of get into the lightness, because this isn't a, a light subject in general it's uh there's there's many people thousands of people who have lost their lives as we all know and it's it's been tragic for many and it's affecting our economy in a, in a huge way and i i just wanted to kind of briefly mention um with my previous flippancy and and even some things that i'll say in this episode which are about having a positive mindset and about you know being proactive and and making the the best we possibly can out of this but just so everyone knows um i have a mobile bartending event business which we have lost tens of thousands of dollars already in cancellations um sarah my partner is it has had just become a teacher she was teaching on call hasn't got a contract yet because she was only doing that for a few months so she is uh without any sort of source of income or or Uh, or pay as well so we're basically in a position where we've been self-employed and um and have really no eligibility for traditional ei so we're we're, (laughs) we've been drastically affected uh just in the short term and and i know that there's going to be government initiatives that are designed to help people like this that are going to be the first time that it's ever happened and and that is definitely comforting and uh yeah i i it's been uh an absolute whirlwind and and i have faced my share of of dark nights even just last night but um what we're here to do is show uh show strength as i really feel like we all need to and and be leaders and be courageous in in these times and um and we want to we want to rally ourselves and and stand up for ourselves and and stand up for each other and support each other so i think that's uh that's a big reason why we wanted to do this podcast and why we wanted to do the podcast in general.
0: Yeah, man, I really appreciate you opening up and sharing that. I know you said that from like three to 6am, you were just kind of wide awake and, and I I've written about this and I've talked openly about this. I don't think hardly anything good happens at 3am. <laughs> <laughs> like that is not normally a time when you feel light and you feel certain and you feel safe. Usually all those three feelings are fleeting and, and it feels heavy um and, and I've been waking up at like around two two thirty in the morning for like fifteen minutes, feeling the heaviness, but then just relying on my training and just like breathing through it and falling back asleep and I think it's just like the heaviness is just like we there's so many things that are unknown right now mm-hmm. and like Nick talked about on an episode last week about the worst thing we dread the most is helplessness,
1: yeah
0: right and and, and how do we feel helpless? We feel helpless when we feel like we don't have control, and and we don't know where this virus is going. We don't know where it's going to end up. We don't know how bad it's going to get. In, in a lot of ways, um, and that's that that can be terrifying. Um, but not only that, when when someone like yourself loses his entire source of income, um, that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether or not you actually get the disease you're already getting the consequences of the disease um and i think yeah that's why that's why you're waking up and so so do you mind sharing just kind of what your mindset was like last night in the middle of the night what was your process for maybe kind of navigating that tough time
1: yeah for sure um and so the general feeling of anxiety we've spoken about this a little bit is is something that i'm fairly unfamiliar with it's it's not something that i have had a lot of Past experience with, um, I'm not prone to anxiety, um, but I was definitely feeling it at three o'clock in the morning this morning, and Absolutely. yeah, it was uh, just woke up all of a sudden. Had been sleeping fairly soundly, had gone to bed at a at a reasonable hour, um, had done some reading before bed, and you know everything seemed to be okay. But um, yeah, woke up was clearly stirring so woke Sarah up as well um decided to do some reading because it had been half hour 45 minutes of kind of just staring at the ceiling brought out our old friend Brene oh Brené, nice yeah brought up the Brene Brown or one, one of her newer books Braving the Wilderness yeah and uh, yeah just kind of dug in and and really sometimes you need to just take your mind off of whatever it's running around in one of the biggest things that I've been reminding myself as this too shall pass. And it if you can take yourself out of that hamster wheel of anxiety or worry because as you mentioned Nick Nick's amazing episode from a couple of weeks ago he talks about helplessness and what we replace helplessness with is worry. And worry isn't necessarily a better thing to be feeling but it gives us a little bit more control and like we're doing something and it 's not really something productive, but it is uh that next crutch we lean on after helplessness we we start to worry and and worry and anxiety are if not uh like if they're not brothers, they're cousins kind of thing and uh, you know
0: what they're the two cousins we hate to hang around with
1: <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> we
0: hope we hope they never show up at the reunion
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, so and ended up still not sleeping after reading for half an hour ended up going out to the couch right out there for a while finally um the change of scenery seemed to help a little bit and maybe like the the relief of stress that my tossing and turning was not also keeping Sarah up anymore uh cuz i felt pretty guilty for that <laughs> yeah and uh yeah managed to get a, a couple hours of sleep from from like 6:30 to to just after 8 kind of thing so um yeah it was not a not a pleasant thing but i actually woke up feeling like i'd done some work like i had come i there were some some little points of awareness that were built in there And, and one of the things for me whenever i encounter something negative for either myself or somebody i care about i want to fix it and i i love solving problems and i i always react poorly to when people just kind of throw out issues that i uh, just out into the ether and and um (laughs) and not consider a solution for it's it's uh it's a trigger for me and this everything that's happened in the last week 10 10 days has been problems without an obvious immediate solution and so i that was one of the things i was kind of thinking about and um one of my ways of handling it, of uh, really just coming to terms with it for me, is, is tuning it off a little bit. And and I don't want to say that I'm just going to ignore reality and, and deny everything, but I don't feel good when I'm constantly inundated with the latest headlines. The last two days I'd spent, I basically started the day... After doing a bit of the morning routine stuff, but we'd turned on press conferences and and watch press conferences and it just doesn't make me feel good. And I don't think it's necessary to always have the latest information constantly all the time because it's just you, you get that cycle of overwhelm and and it's pretty anxiety provoking.
0: Yeah, man. First of all, thanks so much for sharing that. Uh, you know, you're once again another another great example of vulnerability to, to share that. Um, a couple of things came to mind as you as you were sharing. Uh, the first thing that came to mind is I know that feeling of waking up in the middle of the night and sort of wrestling back and forth, wrestling with yourself, probably resisting out your physical sensations, whatever those are like. Um, so one thing I started doing years ago. Is I would I would anchor to one thing, and, and actually this is this is good advice if, any, if anyone's dealing with uh, anxiety is they tell you to anchor to something. So look at one thing. So I would look at my lovely wife beside me, and she'd be sleeping. And I would just look at her, and that would always like anchor me back to the moment in reality. And I would feel it pass that the tightness and, and the breathlessness or, or whatever, the the swirling thoughts pass, and then I could fall back asleep. <laughs> Funny did, enough,
1: did did she ever Funny wake enough,
0: up? Yeah, so here's the thing. <laughs> Funny enough, here I thought it was just me and having a spiritual moment. And and one time, uh, I shared this with Ange, I was like, you know, I was like, I don't know if you know and she's like, she's like, there's so many times I like woke up and I you were just staring at me and it like freaked me out.
1: <laughs>
0: and, and she's like, but I didn't quite know if you were awake, so I just didn't say anything. And so it's like, here, here, here. just imagine the scene, this dark room with me staring at her. You wake up probably producing anxiety in her because she's like, why is she staring at me so creepily? And meanwhile, I'm like, well, that felt, feels better. <laughs> and then I fell asleep. So, uh, yeah, you would think I stopped doing that, but, uh, yeah, I, I still do that. So apparently, this is hilarious. Apparently one time she told me... <laughs> One time, she said that, and I don't even remember this. But one time, she said she woke up, and I was like hovering over her, <laughs> and I whispered in her ear. I just went hi. <laughs> I just hi, <laughs> and she said it was the creepiest, most scary thing in the world. Just, hi. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you know, the phrase "do what you gotta do to get through the night." Yeah. Uh, you know, that that's I guess that's one thing, uh, one thing I've done. And so, yeah, th- thanks for sharing that because cause that, I find that that time can feel so oppressive and so thick and so like there's so much more on the line. But then, like you say, you wake up at eight in the morning. The world's really still the same. The same threats are still there. The same unknown, unknowns. You still have just as much as control as you had before, but you feel lighter. Yeah. And, and you feel better. So, So why is that, right?
1: Well, I also think there's something going on. Like your body is initiating something it's it's almost nudging you to do something yeah yeah because you can't get out of it you can't get through that without some sort of physical action and and whether it's just picking up a, a book that provides you with some insights or doing some and i i'm going to kind of keep Hitting the reading thing because it's you're, you're unlikely to get up and go for a walk at three o'clock in the morning. Right. I mean, you could, yeah. and it would probably be pretty effective, but it's cold and it's dark, and it, it might be scary. Um, it's scary, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but the the whole idea of of reading a book. So not only is the Brene Brown and her speaking about vulnerability and the the humanness that we all experience, but also doing a, a little bit of reading on some stuff from history the the real the, another realization that i made was that this has happened before yeah and and this has happened and it's not to be to disregard what's happening right now but our human history is full of just our a recent history even of us going through terrible ordeals from so this too shall pass that quote is it was Abraham Lincoln's favorite quote and i mean you you look at that man and he's he's a a legend uh, in our society now and and it's easy to forget that he like why he is that figure he was he led the united states through the bloodiest battles the bloodiest war in our world history fighting against you know like talk about cousins like cousin against cousin basically fighting on american soil ruthless killing for the institution of slavery really was what that whole war was about and he managed to get through that by saying this too shall pass and i think it's just it's important to remember that this is not forever like our isolation that we're dealing with our economy that's in the fucking toilet, uh, our our own lack of security and feelings of unease—they will at some point no longer be there, and and that's a it's a, a an important thing to to come back to. And while it doesn't necessarily change the present, it can provide us some relief in it.
0: Well, and you know the word that flashed through my mind as I was listening to that is this perspective, right? This brings perspective. And I've been reading about Winston Churchill. And and, and you're like, why are you read about Winston Churchill? It's because I think for me, like there is a guy who's become synonymous with resilience in the face of one of the world's greatest threats that, that we've ever seen. Like on his first day in office, Hitler declared war <laughs> on France, like literally <laughs> his first day in office. It's like, OK, now now see what you're going to do. And then, of course, Britain declared war on Germany because, you know, they're going to help out their neighbors. And, I mean, at that time, everybody, everybody told Winnie or Winston um, that he needs to just make a deal with Hitler. It's a no-win thing. And and he was adamant in the face of of, of this. Got to be terrifying, right? Their Air Force at the time was unprecedented there was nobody who could who could like britain's little puny air force trying to stand up to the
1: luftwaffe to, uh,
0: the, the luftwaffe I, I wasn't saying the name cuz i knew i'd get it wrong so thank you <laughs> but uh, yeah it was it was just like literally a david and goliath scenario but winston was able to be a master of resilience and stand look him in the eye not blink and you know we all know how that story ends and, and the, I guess the reason why perhaps you're reading about Abraham, I'm reading about Winston is because it's this perspective of like, you know, humanity's been on the brink before, you know, the brink of this or that. And if there's one thing we've shown is resilience is our birthright. That, yeah. That's a that's a phrase that that uh, Scott Kearney talks about. And it's so true. It's our birthright because it has to be it, we you know, we're programmed to survive. And, and yes, it might feel sometimes difficult. It might feel like we're not going to get through it, but that's that's just thoughts and feelings. It's not necessarily reality. Yeah. So, so we got to trust, you know, trust our past, trust what we're capable of, and and know that, like you said, this too will pass. So, so folks, maybe you know, do some reading in history while you got some time off, and be reminded of the things that have come before you.
1: Yeah, and as you mentioned, Win- Winnie. Um, I actually read a little bit about him this morning as well in Ryan Holiday's book that you gave to me for Christmas this year. And I've been reading in the mornings, initiating a little bit more reading into my life in general. Um, But, and he wrote about Winston and two of his guiding principles stood out to me that I read this morning. One is making space for joy. Mm. And another is basically knowing, uh, conserving energy for when you really need to work hard. And and we're kind of in a period right now where we have the opportunity to either conserve that energy because we're way less busy than we're used to, which is yeah. a, a, a point that I want to hit on in a bit. But also, we we could either conserve that energy or we could work really hard on something that we normally don't have the opportunity to do and and i know you wanted to talk a little bit about creativity and um and the opportunity in that because we we want to make this about um we want to be positive about this as as best we can and and with the understanding that this is not a positive situation as a whole um this is it people are dying uh people in our country um our elderly and and just a kind of crazy note that the some of the only people who would actually remember world war ii or have been a part of world war ii are the ones that are actually the most affected by this um which is just a a strange note i mean that it was 80 years ago um that we were in world war ii and uh and you know anyone who was old enough to remember like our our friend mr george brewster
0: George, yeah, I was thinking of him. Um,
1: those are those are the heroes from back then, and and honestly, maybe the best people fit to deal with uh, with the fears and um, and challenges of of uh, this pandemic.
0: Well, absolutely, man. Which is why it's just insane to me that it's become a habit for people to say things like, "Oh, this disease only kills old people," like as if that's like a you know like they're they're more speaking from their lack and their own fears I think when they say a statement like that okay like it, it's kind of what they're saying is it's almost just like uh you know why do i have to take this so seriously why do i have to change my life if it just affects old people and 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 this might sound a bit judgmental but these are things i've read online repeatedly and i've heard people say actually so that that is why i'm bringing it up and i just i think folks change changing the way we talk about it is really important. Um, the reason why we're self isolating, like the reason why Andrew and I didn't get together today, not because we're, we're we have Corona or we're feeling symptoms, it's because we think it's an important to be, important thing to be be a good example. Like they've told us, don't don't get together, so we're not. Um, so just because you feel good or you're strong enough to handle it, it's not a weak thing for you to self isolate. It actually makes other people stronger. Yeah. and that's probably the strongest move you could do, and I just think that's a really important point to make: is you're self-isolating for others, not for yourself. You know, we need to get over ourselves in, in this regard because because the others are these quote old people who who may who may b- built our society, and <laughs> plus there are grandparents and our uncles and our aunts and our parents, and it's just like like surely they're worth it, right? They are worth it.
1: Yeah, um, which brings me to one other. Uh, important consideration, because we've been talking a lot about social isolating. I think social media isolating is as important, yeah. if not more important. yeah, because the yeah. the trolls out there who are saying that sort of thing, the, oh. the negativity that gets spread around, the fear that gets spread around, just because we have more time on our hands and we're less busy does not mean <laughs> yeah. we should be spending more time on social media if no. anything God no let's let's try to work on spending less. Obviously there's important posts coming out from social uh yeah social leaders from mm-hmm. uh you know pages like Obstacle course podcast uh, Yeah, of course for sure you know like those um comment on those but otherwise <laughs> <Sure am>. yeah <laughs> otherwise you don't need that shit uh, no. it's not it's not necessarily benefiting us to to be uh to be connecting in that way there there's ways of connecting better with both one another even in isolation ourselves with nature, we're still in a position where we're allowed to go outside. Right. I last I checked and I didn't really read any news this morning, but I'm pretty sure as long as we don't lick anybody, we're still allowed outside.
0: (laughs) Well, and and that's actually one reason why my business is still able to be going because we literally work outside and don't see anybody. So, um, yeah, that's, that is that that is a thing. You can get out in nature and do stuff. You know what I did this morning, Andrew? I actually made a phone call to my mother. <laughs> to my mother. A phone call. I was like, how do you even make a phone call on this thing? <laughs> do, you, do you not
1: call your mother, John? What kind of yeah. son are you? I mean, no,
0: but we usually talk on text, right? That's how people talk in this day. Hey, how's it going? Blah blah, blah. Wait, I actually wait, did like wait, a video mother? call on WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah, we talked for like an hour because I wanted to check on her. Because yeah. te- technically... Um, you know, without giving away her age, she would might be in the high risk category, which is just really anyone over 50, honestly. Yeah. So um, it's almost you. So, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, exactly, man. Six more years. So, yeah, guys, call your mothers, call your dads, call your grandparents. I guess one thing we can do, call your aunts and relatives and friends and and check on your neighbors. I mean, these are all things we can do. You mentioned creativity, though. Yeah. And, And I did want to bring that up because, i think you know we know that our brain is really built to do one thing and that's just kind of get us through the day and procreate right and that's why we just kind of think about those two things most of the time (laughs) because that's that's really what we're what we're supposed to do (laughs) so the idea of building and imagining and creating and making better and thriving and stuff like that is something our brain is just kind of like i mean yeah yeah like i could see i could see the benefit but Eh, you know i'd rather just kind of do this so creativity often comes out of you know the necessity like and, and so when when say we need a cure for a virus quickly all of a sudden you know we have like just literally thousands of labs across the world working together to try and find a cure why didn't they do that before with some other things um i don't know maybe maybe it wasn't as you know vital or weren't as many people dying like when we're forced to like okay you got to come up with a cure because people are dying then all of a sudden we get creative but but you know this is an unprecedented time that we've been given could almost see it as a gift i know that that could sound crazy but it could almost see it as a gift of you know we have the gift of free time that maybe we're not going to get ever again in our lifetime and over the next three to six months however long this is going to be what what could we provide or give to the world that could be transformative and make it better? What could we create a piece of art, piece of literature, um, a spoken word, a song, uh, what, a new business idea, what could we do, Andrew, that that could provide transformation and hope to, to better our world?
1: Yeah, I think it's a, a beautiful point. And, uh, I do appreciate you letting us into your own mind for a, a moment there when normally, uh, all it is is procreation and getting through the day. <clears throat> that was a, it was a beautiful insight. Um, but but yeah, I think it, if we choose, we can make use of this. Those of us who don't get sick, which is going to apparently be like 98% of us. Sorry. No, that's actually that's totally wrong. That's who's not going to die. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, there's a a high percentage of people who are either n- not going to get sick or be very be affected very minimally. And it's
0: actually ni- 94. I checked it this morning. 94 of the ca- percent of the cases are mild. Okay. So there you go.
1: Yeah. So 94 percent of us are going to be okay. Yeah. And and, yeah. and probably more than that. And yeah. Most of our podcast listeners are pretty young anyway, so you know. Yep. Well the for you out there listening your your chances of a mild case are even higher, I bet um yeah. but yeah we uh we are given a lot less busy lives from this because we can't go to restaurants we can't you know go to parties um we can't go to any of the events that my business was about to, was was gonna do um,
0: <laughs> right right. The it, pubs we can't go. to The pub we can't go to Whole
1: Foods anymore, Andrew. We can't go to Whole Foods. We can't even go in the same room because we're 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 being careful. But yeah. what can we do? That's the biggest question: is what can we do? And so
0: complain for, for somebody. For
1: sure. <laughs> yeah, complain <laughs> for somebody who's a who like myself is loves solving problems and loves yeah. creating and and thinking and and. Figuring out what we can do next, I, I get really excited by the the opportunity to to use this time to utilize the time and and to be uh, to be of service. And as you said, creating a piece of art that can benefit others and and will undoubtedly just the process of that will benefit ourselves. Learning there's amazing courses that you can take online that are free from like Harvard and MIT and University of British Columbia. If you go to EdX, it's just Google Ed EdX. Um, I, we can put that in the show notes, but we shouldn't have to. You should be able to figure that out. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can. Uh, you can take free courses on any number of things. Like we were just looking at uh, the science of climate change, which sounds fascinating and oh, will be yes. super useful anytime anyone tries to say any bullshit like it's made up or. Um, that it's, you know, Democrats or whatever. The the stuff that you hear in a, a sauna at a public pool once we're allowed to go back there, because anytime I ever go to uh, a sauna in a public pool, people are always talking about how climate change is a hoax. I don't know if that's just like the, the heat of the room or what, but
0: you go, always... to pu- you go to public pools. Is this like the Roman days? <laughs> <laughs> they're, not, they're not baths, <laughs> but,
1: but I have been to those too. That, are you totally naked, too? Uh, <laughs> currently, I'm alone. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah,
0: n- I'm glad the pools are closed. That's got to be a hotbed for corona right there. It's true. My God. But cool. also a
1: hotbed for um, stupidity when it comes to climate change. Um, yeah, for sure. However, I'm digressing big time here, but there's any number of courses from literature to yeah. mathematics to science to astronomy to uh, business to law that you can just take and they're self-paced you don't even have to finish it but if you're really into it you can take it for free and just give yourself skills one thing that i've wanted to do i don't think i've mentioned this to you before but sarah bought me a harmonica for christmas and i love the just the sound of blues and well, that's awesome blues music it. is just i i've no skills musically whatsoever but uh, I, I think I could figure out the harmonica if I put the time into it. So
0: Yeah, so uh, I love that, man. And like, here's the thing, right? We're, we're all, you know, you said the word busy earlier and you're like, I want to come back to that. So maybe that's a prompt for you. But, but at the same time, like we're always like, oh, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I don't have time. And, and we, we, we almost delude ourselves into thinking, if I was just given time, I would take up the harmonica. I would, you know, make that piece of art. Well, well, folks, here's the time. You have been given three to six months of time. Okay, it's not under the best circumstances, but you've been given this time. The question is, what will we do with the time we've been given? And isn't, uh, this, isn't that this just may the not question happen
1: again? Isn't that just the question of life?
0: Yes, yes. What will exactly. we do
1: with the time that we've been given?
0: Yeah, man, exactly. So, speaking of time, you know, self-isolation is difficult for a lot of people, right? I mean, introverts, they're just like, so just like, this is just like a Tuesday for me. <laughs> like they're like, so you're telling me to stay away from people and just kind of stick to myself and create perfect. This is great, um, you know. But but there are a lot of people where you know they're they're not used to being by themselves all the time. Um, they're not used to being like not out and about where all the action is and stuff. And so I thought maybe it'd be kind of cool to just chat a little bit about. Give give our give our extrovert or just our any of our listeners some tips on things to do in self isolation. So John, so,
1: I, I feel like you're doing that thing where you're trying to cue yourself up to tell a no, story. No, 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 <laughs> I, I don't. No, I, I don't.
0: I don't actually have a specific thing to say here. Um, I, I will say that you know I have been I have been painted in the past with a bit of an extroverted brush, and um, I will say the older I get, the more introverted I get. Which is interesting. Maybe I just the more tired I'm getting, <laughs> or less <laughs> which, friends. <laughs> which might be seen as introversions, but but I, I do feel like you know I do value kind of my own my own time. But but yeah, I'm an ex- extroverted guy, and I will say that that there there is some of the best memories I have where when we are forced to be sort of isolated and 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 sort of stuck, and and um, I think of a time, um, you know, I think it was probably three or four years ago. Um, for for those of you that listened to the episode with Heather, this is all the way back I think episode nine where where she talked about the death of Brock, um, who was who was my best friend. Well, we went to Tofino with them and Maeve actually Maeve came along, and so it was Angie and I and Maeve and Brock and Heather, and, and we just we got a we rented a house right on the the beach, Chesterman Beach in Tofino, and it was during storm season, which was the point because um, we love that kind of thing. Well, it turns out that was during one of the worst storms of that year. And almost immediately when we got there, we lost all power. I mean, all power. Now, you might be, for some people, that would just be an anxiety-inducing thing. We all were just like, oh, cool. We got the fire. So we were stoking the fire, and it was kind of cool. And we were like, it'll come back on in 30 minutes. It ended up being 72 hours. (laughs) 72 hours of really zero power. Actually, no, it wasn't quite 72. It was like 48. Angie's going to fact check me on that. So it, it was a little less than three days. Maybe it felt like three days. But we, we, were, so we were sort of stuck. Yes, we're stuck on the ocean. But, I mean, the storm was so bad that there was this massive tree outside. Actually, Alex and her friend were, were with us, too. <laughs> and they were actually staying at the top of this uh, house that we rented, right at the top where the wind was like the loudest. And they came down like the middle of the night and they're just like, we're scared. And I'm like, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you awake then? (laughs) Trying to convince myself. But I mean, the tree outside, like it was like a hundred foot tall. It was like swaying back and forth and the waves were just like massive. And it was, you know, pitch black. And it was just like, you know, kind of, you know, kind of, kind of scary to be honest. And then the next day we still had no power and, and, so we just like played cards and it's just like, we accepted it once we accepted our fate and we're just like, Hey, the power's not coming on. You know, we're not going into town to get supplies cause the power's off there too. We just like started playing cards. Next thing you know, we're laughing and we're, and we're reading and we're talking and we're doing all these things that humans have done for tens of thousands of years that often we just kind of don't do cause you know, we got our phones beside us. Um, and it ends up, being the story I now tell with like passion because it was one of the best times that we had and and one of our last times with Brock. And so I I just think about here's a time where we're forced to be isolated in sort of of some trying circumstances. And these are the stories we tell years later with smiles on our face, fondness in our eyes of like, oh boy, that time we had to band together and, and ride out the storm. Boy, that was a good one. And, and I just think this could be one of those times folks where where we do look back and depending how we dealt with it we could look back and be like remember that time remember remember how everyone came together remember remember how we got through this together remember how you wrote that thing uh, it could be an unprecedented time for for beautiful things to happen
1: yeah man i uh I don't even think I can add anything to that that's uh it's, it's yeah. glorious I, one thing we've there's a lot of negativity going around and it's understandable, but it's not necessarily necessary. <laughs> <laughs> that works. <laughs> yeah. It's um and it it brings up an expression for me that sometimes we need to fight to be positive. And right. Yes. I, I really resonate with that expression because I have been a, a victim, a self-induced victim of negative self-talk and negativity for my whole life. Yeah. And it's something that I, I again, going back a couple of weeks to Nick's episode, it I asked him about it and, and that created some uh, awareness for me. So just another shout out to that fantastic episode. If you, if you haven't listened to it already, it's it's definitely worth the time that you now have. Yeah, uh, incredible. Yeah, but fighting to be positive despite the circumstances there's just nothing like you it it can't go poorly if you can remain positive when the worst things happen and and it's not putting rose colored glasses on it's not denying the reality it's just finding a way to keep pushing and and make make the smile appear on your face to just appreciate what we have had in the past what we have now and, and what we will have in the future and and finding gratitude for that
0: yeah man i, I love it fighting to be positive you know what else that made me think of jason stories episode when he was trapped in the cave he's in the black can't see a thing this the the waters are rising remember what he used the word forced hope yeah like he talked about that's what got him through is he forced the hope through and, and I think, I think, you know, if, if this continues to get worse, you know, leaning on that forced hope that sometimes you just have to force the hope. And I think sometimes we wait for the hope to like descend upon us. And then it's, oh, I feel hopeful. Okay, I'll I'll be hopeful. But sometimes we have to force the hope through. We have to grab a hold of that and be like, no, I will be hopeful and I will be positive. It's almost like the, the visual of a lighthouse, you know, with the storm and the massive waves crashing alongside it. You know, the lighthouse, you know, still stays bright, you know, yeah. and still brings the people home and still provides the hope um, despite all the storm. And it, imagine if the lighthouse was like, oh, I'll, 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 sp- I'll share my light when the waves stop. <laughs> right. It's, it's a pretty poor lighthouse. Yeah,
1: it'd be a really shitty lighthouse.
0: <laughs> it'd be the worst lighthouse. <laughs> They'd take it down tomorrow. So, so or, folks.
1: Or even the lighthouse keeper. Like, we all have a little <laughs> lighthouse keeper inside yeah. of us. And is yeah. the lighthouse keeper... Go home when it gets chilly and when when it gets nasty out. Dark. Are, you, is, are they like nah? This this whole isolation thing, not yeah. for me. <laughs> I'm out of here. And then you know the ships wreck,
0: crash, and yeah, and everybody <laughs> and everybody else you know perishes. But but oh, phew, I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know we're even seeing we were joking about that. We we're even seeing a little bit of that that like in Costco. You know, like that. those are not the people that are like, you know, manning the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Let's let's be let's be lighthouse keepers. That's that's a, that's a, I think a good image to keep moving forward yeah. um, that that we can't control the storms, but we can control the light.
1: Absolutely. And, and that's kind of the note I wanted to end on is we are in a position where we have lost a fair amount of control, control to see people we care about whenever we want control to go out for a nice dinner whenever we want Uh, control of a lot of the privileges really that we've gotten used to in our amazing lives and despite that we still have a lot of choice and going back to stoic philosophy that where we often refer back to we are completely in control of our reactions and our decisions and let's just maintain mindfulness about that very thing that we do have control over our choices and, and how we react and uh, then we can control what we do with the, the time that we've been given right now and for the rest of it. And we don't know how long that is.
0: Absolutely, man. That, that is a, that is a sweet, sweet, you know, song of relief for us control freaks that we still have something we can control (laughs) and and that's that's our mindfulness and like you said our reaction to things and and the kind of person we're going to be during the storm and um like i know what we're going to do folks this episode is meant to be a light we hope it is we hope it inspires you to tap into the light of your own life and share it with others as that's the only way we're going to see our way through this
1: Well, that's the episode. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. If you liked what you heard here, check out the website.
0: ObstacleCoursePodcast.com That's where you can subscribe, check out the show notes. If we have one request, we'd ask you to leave us a kind review and perhaps share this episode. It's not because we have fragile egos. Well... But because we want other great people like you to benefit. Speaking of great people, we have a list of people we want to thank.
1: We've got our senior technical advisor, Andy Robertson, our media partner and web designer, Sticky Media, and of course... Our host and snack coordinator, Judy Langford. Oh, peanut butter cookies. You can continue the conversation on Instagram and Facebook at Obstacle Course Podcast and on Twitter at Obstacle Pod. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Keep pushing through those obstacles.